Hey, my name is Sambal Siddiqui. And I'm Alana Mallon, and we are two new Cambridge City Councilors, and this is our weekly podcast, Women Are Here. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. I can't believe it. I know. It's, it's like Halloween. the end of October. Are you, you're going out with Jasper tonight. I actually am the one who sits at home and gives out the candy. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be gross, though. Right. I, yeah. I never went trick-or-treating as a child, and I always wanted to. I just, I'm like, what? I know my my, my parents <laughs> were like my parents were like we don't do that. I was like okay. Did you just cry in your house every October thirty first? Literally, yeah. And then in eighth grade, I went with my friends, but like literally had to get permission. So oh my god, yeah. People, you have no idea how rough it is being an immigrant child. I went so when I was in elementary school, I went to elementary school with this kid who was a Jehovah's Witness, and they couldn't go trick or treating, and so like I would always bring in my candy. That's so nice. I know. <laughs> Thinking about it now, like, I wasn't a nice kid. Like, that seemed like a nice thing to yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> they, my mom definitely let us have costumes, like, and we could be, go to school in the costumes. <laughs> but they were like, we're not going door to door for candy. Like, they just even wanted about like, that. Even in your, like, neighborhood? None of that. None of that. I think it was more laziness than even. Oh, like, yeah. Any, I mean, I, I It was laziness. That. It was not. I knew other kids that got permission and were able to do it. <laughs> other like, immigrant kids. <laughs> yeah. And, what about them? <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's so funny. But now I see these. Well, you know, you can go tonight. I know. I should. You could just dress up <laughs> like a city council candidate. It, it was just funny. Pass out your palm cards and <laughs> get some candies. You know, that's not a bad it's idea. It's not a bad idea. Maybe I should do it. Let's Hi, see. my name's Samuel Siddiqui. <laughs> I'm running for re-election. <laughs> this is my costume. <laughs> I'm a BBD <laughs> city council candidate. Okay. Oh. So, yeah. So the elections are next week. Um, and it's really crazy. I'm actually finally getting to a place where I'm like excited because <laughs> it's uh, next week. Yeah, the light on it's in the like ch- happening. Yeah. It's it's happening and it'll happen. And I feel like you know I ran a strong campaign. I feel good about like I just feel good about running a positive campaign. It was like it it got a little crazy. Yeah, it's been for me. It's I mean yeah, I think I, you know I've been out there just like you since. Uh, may and <laughs> the six months of our lives is it six months or five months i don't know i don't know something like that but it, it's like i i felt like this last time too like just your life after you yeah. know like i'm starting to like make plans for after like at night yeah like what am i gonna <laughs> do with my like, i'm just like i have time now here and there but like not it's all campaign it's right all campaign right and and when you're not like out knocking on doors like thinking about the campaign exactly i wrote like postcards today to people that i had you know thanks for talking to me on the yeah. doors and like i realized that i think tomorrow is the last day that i'll be writing postcards right which is like a whole hour of my life every day i get back it's crazy yeah i mean Wow. Yeah. So anyway, so there's been some like interesting canvassing conversations and interesting campaign conversations around um, what it's like to run a campaign um, as an immigrant. And I one of the candidates, Burhan Azim, um, has been posting on Twitter about his experiences of being out um, on the campaign trail and what it's like and also on um, social media and some of the kind of yeah uh, comments that he's been getting about, um, you know, I'm only going to vote for somebody who grew up here. You're not from here. Like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of it's. It's a lot. Yeah. And so I know that you've had some of that experience too. Not about the, you know, you grew up here, but yeah, it's yeah. Hard. It's it's yeah. And I'm not a big 
as you know, social media, Twitter person. So Lurker. I, don't, I lurk, but I, I don't tweet um, about these experiences just because it's just, uh, I'm, not, I'm not one of those. I just don't, I, I, I think I'm not comfortable doing that. Yeah. I talk to my friends. If mm-hmm. something happens, I'll, you know, I'll call you. I'll call other people being like, remember that time that the, the woman who <laughs> tried to shoot me? I think I mentioned yes. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't tweet about it, but I, you know, could have. But for me, it was, you know, for me, how I get through these types of interactions that that do happen i think more happened 2017 than now than now i think now it's been more like overlay mm-hmm. courthouse i don't heavy. like you i don't like mm-hmm. you because of that because of that Ver- yeah versus um you my 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 ethnicity uh or my last name or right. I, I think i maybe one or two times in the beginning there was a little bit of like siddiqui you know who are you? Some of some of that, but it's been much better, which is which is good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's not fun. It's not fun. No, and um, the thing about you know, I understand, and I I try to keep some things private, but then I I feel like I think it's important for people to know how hard it is because uh, I, I much like you say all the time, like if you can't see it, you can't be it. Yeah, right. I think it's important for people to see how difficult this is and know that we're still doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that they could still do it. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, that those experiences happen and they're not alone. Yeah. I think that's the thing that I've, I really was feeling for the Burhan. Um, yeah, I'm glad tweets. he's gotten support. Just because, A, you can help support somebody in Absolutely. that moment. But also, I think it's important for people to understand uh, what goes on sometimes out there. Um, anyway, so yeah, canvassing. We've got GOTV this weekend trying to get out that vote. <sighs> GOTV. GOTV. I had this funny thing happen to me where I, I texted a friend. I was like, can you help me with GOTV this weekend? And she wrote back. She's like, do you want to watch Game of Thrones? <laughs> I was like, wow. Imagine just being like so live in your life that you just like don't know what GOTV is. Right. Like, that's amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> that's so funny. So funny. I was like, I don't want to watch Game of Thrones, but please help me <laughs> this weekend. I know. Please, please. Please. Um, okay. So I... Speaking of uh, <laughs> where we are right now, I saw this tweet yesterday that made me laugh so hard, which was, anyone who's wondering how I am this week, I lit a candle <laughs> and forgot how the match goes out. <laughs> I laughed for like a good five minutes. That's and I just so felt funny. like I was so seen by that tweet because I had just the day before been writing a bunch of letters, like GOTB letters, yeah. and forgot how to sign my name. Mm. Like I literally was like, I don't, I don't. I don't even know. I don't even know. And I couldn't figure it out. I had to like walk away and come back later. Oh my God. That's how, that's just, it's so crazy. And then all these people kept like writing, you know, <laughs> the crazy thing that they had done. So funny. I know that's our lives for the next five days, four and a half. Just like forgetting how to write just your like, name and not. How do you get out? Like, <laughs> I just don't even know. I don't even know. But we'll get through it. So we had a um, council meeting Monday that went longer than I expected it would. But uh, it was, there's a lot of things that we were able to vote on and. Uh, there are a lot of appropriations, so we'll go through some of those appropriations. Uh, we voted to hire a consultant for about three hundred thousand dollars for a year or more to help us with the process of switching to completely renewable electricity. So uh, there were concerns raised by some councilors as to why it's taken so long for the city to initiate uh, this conversion process, and the city manager stated that learning to ask the right questions took a while and that the consultant um, and that a consultant with experience putting together bids and providing technological advisory services would provide 
um, the, the, the guidance that the city needed as there's no set process for the mass for Massachusetts municipalities making this conversion. So we are at the forefront. Uh, the possibility of writing special legislation to the state legislature, joining with other municipalities who may be interested in converting to 100% renewable electricity supply and the potential need to convert in places rather than all at once were also discussed. <clears throat> and, you know, as, as getting this 100% uh, renewable electricity from a farther away source may be more cost effective than getting it from a local source. So the need to examine both the monetary and also the, you know, huge environmental cost of each option was recognized. So it was a good conversation. You know, I know Car Councilor Carlone was really frustrated. Really frustrated. He was mm -hmm. like, I remember being back here. <laughs> what was like it? Four and a half years four ago. Four years ago. And it seems like nothing has happened. And, you know, the staff did talk about no we've been working hard it's just there's there's just much more process that's involved and no other place is doing this so we're learning as we go yeah it was an interesting conversation i'm glad that they're moving forward with it i hope that i hope that this consultant process doesn't take another four and a half years mm -hmm. i mean i think that was the concern that like, yeah and okay. i don't i don't think it will i think louis well louis promised <laughs> so let's see <laughs> <laughs> okay well um some of the other things that were on the agenda um on monday night were um, some big library items which were kind of exciting oh and we should you should tell them about our library visit on saturday uh for oh yeah. i was like what <laughs> <laughs> Where we were BBD. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, so they uh, the new um, King Open and Cambridge Street Upper School uh, School and Community Complex, including the new Valente Branch Library, is open. Um, actually, the library is not open until Monday, which is really exciting. But we got to go to the ribbon cutting and, um, you know, see the new school and the space, both the lower school and the upper school, and then the community space. And then the library is so it's gonna beautiful. It's going to be amazing. That's my favorite library. Uh, it's beautiful and I mean it's and it's it's gonna be amazing it's such a well-used library and it's so bright and sunny and it's really it, it's a huge upgrade over what was there before I mean and the schools uh, were you know very very impressive as well and it was really great to be there with everybody and you know Cambridge really taking a victory lap of you know almost 200 million dollar school and um, school department and library complex not using any that's zero Oh, yeah, it's net zero um, and also not using any state money to build it. So um, it was beautiful. Yeah, and I really love the comments, particularly about the library as you get into the library, like just of what they re what it represents for people. And for me, it was I would go do my homework there. The librarians would help me with my homework. Yeah. They would teach me things like we had assignments that are like, you know, use your encyclopedia at home. I didn't have an encyclopedia at home, so I would go to the <laughs> library. And, like, they just, they were amazing. And they would always add, when there were, like, new VHS tapes for Disney available, they'd, you know, put them away from me. And Aww. some of them, one of them um, works at the main library, actually, still. And so I've known Who her. Who is it? I'm Armenia. Oh. Arthur. No, I'm sorry. Arthemis. I don't know her. Yeah, so she's awesome. Uh, and I was like, is she coming back to the Lenten Library so I can relive my childhood? <laughs> but she's not. Uh, she's going to stay there. But oh. it all that to say libraries are so significant for people uh, and children and families. And so anyway, I'm really excited about the things we're going to be doing through the city. Yeah, and I have to say that um, Jennifer Costa, who's one of my favorite 
favorite librarians in the library system, she used to be the children's librarian at the main library, um, is going to be the new li- the branch manager at, oh, at Valente. Great. And she's wonderful. So the kids and families in that neighborhood are going to be so lucky. Um, and I also got a t-shirt. It has oh, you all- did? I did. <laughs> it has the names of all the branch libraries on it. Where'd you get it? I stole it from, a- I stole it from some lady at the library. It was free? No. Oh, you bought it. No, no, no. I know one of the librarians. Oh, okay. I was like, where'd you get that t-shirt? She's like, do you want it too small for me? And I was like, yes, I do. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Okay. So we had a couple of library items. One, the O'Connell Library Pocket Park is getting $245,000 to fund the reconstruction of the open space at their branch library. And that should be completed pretty soon. I guess this has been a project that has been waiting for a long time. Um, and has been sorely needed. So that was a really exciting um, appropriation. 250000 is no no small change. There's going to be a new truck um, for the library system for snow removal equipment. And then the big one, which I was really excited about, um, was $350,000 for the Central Square Library, which is the highest traffic of all the Cambridge Public Library, the branch libraries, not mm. the main one. 18,000 patrons a month go through the Cambridge, um, the Central Square Library. So although uh, residents had suggested this idea through the participatory budget process in the last two cycles, it wasn't chosen either time to move forward. So it was really around getting new furniture, Mm -hmm. new rugs, new, um, just a little bit of a facelift for that uh, well-trafficked library. So at the um, budget hearings, because it had just gotten turned down for the second time, um, I called for the city to step in and um, and actually fund this through our free cash and through our capital um, investment because I just don't want to see it on the participatory budgeting again yeah. this year and then have it not win again and then they still don't have new furniture. So I've been... Um, Ever since May, I've been working with the city manager to provide this um, critical funding, which includes uh, steam kits, laptop kiosks, non-traditional items like bike locks, um, sh- uh, installing sharp boxes in the restrooms, and uh, more. I get <laughs> I get emails every couple of weeks from Bill over at the library to say, hey, Councilor Mellon, we just put this in or we just bought this thing. And so it's been really great to have them keeping me updated and informed. Um, but uh, so out of the uh, $350,000 around... 13% or 45000 is going to be used for two feasibility studies. One is going to be on lighting and the other on furniture and equipment. Um, I don't know if you've been in there lately. The lighting is Awful. horrifying, mm-hmm. um, really bad, really dark and dim. It's not, you know, just at, we were just talking about the Valenti Library. It is so bright over there. And then walking into the Central Square yeah. Library is just very dark. Um, so hopefully um, these will be implemented the furniture new rugs um, and other things that come out of the feasibility study will be implemented and put in spring of 2020 and then the lighting um, they'll have to come back and do an additional allocation for that uh, once the feasibility study is done so um, yeah that was what was happening at the libraries yeah go libraries go libraries it was a fun night we don't often get to talk about the libraries and like you said they're such a critical part of our community yeah and we need more I'd say. <laughs> we need more. So in fun dog park related news, so <laughs> Mayor McGovern and the city manager announced that after a meeting that was set to happen uh, yesterday th- yesterday yep. uh, to finalize the plan, there would be a pilot off-leash dog shared use morning hours program at Sacramento Field lasting for nine months um, to one year. So we're really glad that people t- came to talk about their dogs uh, and 
share the need for why a dog park uh, is important. And there are people who didn't have dogs either. <laughs> wasn't there? coming? Yeah. To- <laughs> wasn't there one person who was like, I don't, oh, she didn't have children. Oh. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> um, she didn't have children, and so she was like, "This dog park, you know, helps connect with, you know, a lot of a lot of people." Uh, and so there was a young resident who talked about how happy um, their dog was off leash. And such a small world. I realized, you know, her his mom was there, and I put on my glasses, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's that's one of my old bosses." Oh my god! Uh, and she's. Uh, I'm not going to share her name, but she, whatever. <laughs> she's the uh, she's the general counsel at Leslie, and uh, I was a law clerk for her right after law school, and she was the best boss. Well, probably one of the best bosses. I'm surprised you didn't have. get up and like stand for her. I almost did. I went outside <laughs> and like. Gave oh, you her, did. I did. I after like ever we we heard the good news. I went outside and hugged her, and then I sent her pictures of her son speaking. Oh, that's cute. Like, oh my god. Anyway, uh, it was really she great. She looked so proud when he was she talking. She was so proud. Like, that, that was, was the cutest. Uh, and so, yeah, that it, it, it was a good meeting, too, because it was just a, it's fun to talk about happy stuff at the council. Happy stuff like dogs and books. Yeah. <laughs> money. <laughs> just giving money. Exactly. <laughs> um, so one of the big um, items that we talked about, speaking of money, was uh, around the Foundry Building. So... For those of you who don't know about the Foundry Building, it's located at 101 Rogers Street, which is kind of at the edge of Kendall Square in East Cambridge. It was built in 1890 and was a, f- a working foundry. They melted 50 tons of iron every day. And then um, we had the Historical Commission had landmarked this building, and we um, last year had you know gotten the, the Historical Commission's landmark study. And one of the things that I really loved about this building was learning about the significance that the building had in the labor movement and the move towards equal pay for women. Mm-hmm. So East Cambridge was a center of industry um, at the turn of the century, um, but lost, lost in the accounts before the Historical uh, Commission put this together uh, was the substantial role of the neighborhood women, mostly Polish, who worked in the foundries. Um, the evidence of their controversial contribution was memorialized by the New York Times in three articles appearing in September 1911 and covered by the press as far away as San Francisco. The controversy, <laughs> I love this part, concerned women uh, in the workplace doing a man's job, <laughs> being paid half half the man's hourly wage, lifting up to mm. as much as 150 pounds on the job and stripping from the waist up because of the heat of the foundry itself <laughs> um, and then working for far more hours than allowed by law. So the debate um, got pretty heated uh, and the governor had to authorize a raid on the premises um, by the state police. So the lieutenant governor supported the action, as did the mayor at the time, Mayor Barry, and other various uh, congregational ministers. So the debate extended to a formal meeting at Faneuil Hall, and it appears that the male workers from the foundry, represented by American Federal and Labor Boston Central Labor Union, were the source of the complaints. Um, And they were actually probably there um, seeking more hours for the men rather than advocating for mm. the increase in wages in, or better working conditions for the women. Um, but within a year, despite an investigation that found no violation of existing law, Massachusetts passed the Employment of Women in the Core Rooms Acts of 1912 for the first minimum wage act for women in the country. Wow. I know. What a history. It was, to me, that was like the most interesting Soon thing why. about uh, figuring out, um, you know, hearing about the foundry. Yes, yes. But, um and then in the 60s and 70s, it was used as a taxi barn. <laughs> uh, it's really hard to believe, but this building was given to us in 2009. So 10 years ago. 
by Alexander Real Estate. Uh, so it was given as a mitigation relief of a redevelopment of a parcel in Kendall Square. And after extended conversation about what, what the building would be, an RFP was issued to identify an operator and the Foundry Consortium was chosen. Uh, and that they've been led by Stephanie Couch at uh, Levinson, MIT. And under the, <coughs> uh, the consortium's leadership, the building will be repurposed with flexible spaces that can accommodate anchor organizations, artists, and community users, as well as host shorter-term events and activities in shared spaces. And so there'll be a multi there's going to be multi-purpose rooms for community meetings, uh, maker workshops, artist studios, uh, community hall and gallery, office space as well, including for nonprofit tenants. Uh, so it's good. Yeah. And so we're currently in the design stage. It's been a long process, as you just mentioned. Um, Cambridge 7 is the architects who are working on this. And we're moving into the construction phase, which required a $30 million allocation, which we approved on Monday night. So $23 million of that will come from free cash and $7 million from the Cambridge Redevelopment Authority uh, for this particular project. So the project is actually due to be completed in spring of 2021, which is <laughs> right around the corner, everyone. <laughs> Coming up. Coming up. But um, there's a lot of information if you're interested in this building um, or if you're interested in reading the Historical Commission um background but yeah the okay. landmarking study it's actually really fascinating you can check out um cambridge redevelopment.org slash foundry so some news and events for you uh so we now have a new website uh that is associated with the change of most cambridge streets to a 20 miles per hour speed limit which goes into effect in mid november slow down y'all yes please so <laughs> it's cambridgema.gov slash 20 mph and there'll be a lot of information about the speed limit reduction and the plan for installing safety zone signs across the city. Uh, we'll be installing more informational signs in high traffic areas around the city. And the signs are going to provide basic information about the side, about the speed limit change in six languages, uh, commonly spoken in Cambridge community. And these installations will begin in mid-November. Wow. 20 miles per hour. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, I got to slow down. <laughs> You gotta, Just kidding. Just you got to calm down and slow down. Uh, okay, so then this Sunday, the Cambridge Half Marathon, um, which is going to be from 7 to 10 a.m. My husband is running it. He's very excited. Have you done it? God, no. I would never run that many miles at the same time. So this is hard for me to say. Okay. Because of my ankle. I, I did this mar half marathon. and So you ran 13 mm -hmm. miles. November 26. I know it's really hard to believe as everyone was surprised. I posted a picture of it, like me and my, one of my best <laughs> friends, and people were like, wow. Wow. <laughs> you did it. Yeah, I did a half marathon, folks. This Good person, for you. Yeah, I ran that. I just listened to sad songs the whole way. No, sad songs. <laughs> my depressing. Really uh, got you through. Hindi, Hindi music. <laughs> All right. Well, there's going to be a lot of traffic impacts on Sunday morning, so plan accordingly. It will all be over by 10 a.m., um, but the 13.1-mile course starts and finishes at the Cambridgeside Galleria. The race will have a three-wave start to allow for interruptions on the course, so traffic can be waved through as needed. It's a fast and flat course through Cambridge featuring MIT, the John W. Weeks Footbridge, Harvard Stadium, Charles River, and Harvard Square. And then the Ca Cambridge Half Marathon benefits the City of Cambridge Scholarship Fund and Cambridge Camping, which is an amazing organization. Yeah. So um, I know that there's a, a number of runners running for charity. Yes. So if you're interested in supporting any of those runners, uh, I would definitely check that out. 
this weekend because um, those folks are running hard for some of our nonprofits that are um, servicing some of our most vulnerable in the community and they could probably use a little boost. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and like I said, don't leave your house from 7 to 10 a.m. on Sunday morning. I'm going to try to run it in maybe two years. <laughs> like on Sunday? <laughs> I mean, I no, I could. Oh, God. You'll that. be like, I'm going to um, I'm gonna run 13 <laughs> miles and then GOTV the rest of the day. No big yeah, deal. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so um, there's going to be a meeting on the Tobin, Montessori, and Vassal Lane Upper Schools Project on Wednesday, November 13th from 6.30 to 8.30 at the Tobin School Auditorium at 197 Vassal Lane. And so the city's architect, Perkins Eastman, and city officials will be presenting the community with three conceptual design options for the Tobin Montessori and Vassal Lane schools. So you'll have an opportunity to ask questions, give feedback, share ideas about these options. And so you should definitely attend. If you want to learn more, the website's cambridgema.gov slash Tobin School. All right. I mean, I'm I'm deeply interested in that yes. because my kids both went to school there, but neither of them will, will attend the new one. Yeah. So, all right. And then lastly, the Cambridge Police will be hosting two Meet Your Local First Responders Nights intended to provide parents, students, and administrators an opportunity to meet Cambridge Police. Police? <laughs> <laughs> I almost got through this you whole did. podcast. You really did. I really did. Police. Police, youth resource officers, and neighborhood sergeants, as well as Cambridge public safety professionals from fire, emergency communications, pro-EMS, which is our ambulance, and animal control. This program, which is a spinoff of the neighborhood sergeant community meetings and coffee with a cop, was held with youth resource officers in two schools last year and was well-received. Other similar events are scheduled for later in November. Uh, so Wednesday, November 6th from 5 to 7 at the Amigos School on Upton Street. And Thursday, November 7th, 5 to 7 uh, at the Peabody School on Ringe Avenue. So those are some things that are going on this week. Yeah. Um, so speaking of things going on this week, don't forget, you guys, Tuesday. Is the election. Is the election. November 5th. And go vote. Go vote. The polls open at 7 a.m. and 8 p.m. are closing. And if you can't make it. The Election Commission has extended hours for absentee voting from Friday, tomorrow, 8.30 to 5, and then Saturday, 9 to 5. That is really useful information. Yes. So if you're like, oof, I have t- you know, I have a client meeting or I can't, just can't make it to the polls Tuesday, you can go Saturday. You can go, f- you can go Friday. Yeah. You can go Saturday. 9 to 5. Get, you know, wake up, get some breakfast, go, go, go vote. Just go vote. Get yeah. it over with. Get it over with. Why, why don't we until Tuesday? And seriously, people, vote for us. Yeah, definitely. We're, <laughs> we're the best ones. <laughs> um, no, but in all seriousness, everyone says that the first re-election is the hardest one yeah. to win. Um, and then for a multitude of reasons, mm-hmm. and I think, I don't want to speak for Sumble, but I, I would definitely love to come back and do this work. I think um, it has been such an honor and a privilege to do it. Um, not just um, the work, being out in the community, really helping people. I think with this podcast, we've really done, we've tried to do a really good job of being transparent and open about what we're thinking and, and keeping um, the Cambridge residents informed on what's going on and and what like our thinking behind why we vote certain ways mm-hmm. or what we're thinking. I mean, I think if you listen to this podcast, like you're never wondering like, geez, I wonder why Sumble voted that way or Alana voted that way. I think that's, it's really unusual and I, I think I'm really proud that we've done this for the past two years. I can't believe it. I can't believe it either. So we would like to keep doing it. Uh, 
So don't forget. Don't, don't forget don't to vote, vote for us. Vote. Okay. Uh, yeah, we really appreciate you listening. Our, we may have more than five listeners now, so that's pretty like cool. Like there's seven? There's like... <laughs> maybe ten. Maybe ten. But and yeah. not, and not just your mom. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's a true privilege and an honor, and uh, we'd love to come back. So, so sp- spread the word. And Tell keep, your friends. Keep listening. Keep listening. We will um, probably not see you next week. No. We're probably going to, yeah. We're still, we were texting and we were like, what should we do Tuesday night? And it was like, let's just like leave our phones, go to Boston, go clubbing or we're, something. Yeah. <laughs> I think we, that was my plan. I mean, like <laughs> people are like, what are you, parties? I'm like, Mm-mm, I'm going, I'm just going to leave my phone yep. and go Cross the somewhere. <laughs> no one can call me. Dance. <laughs> we get a hotel room. <laughs> room service watch a little tv watch friends Mm. (laughs) all right everybody so we won't see you next week but we'll see you the week after and thank you for listening yeah thank Thank you. you for supporting us and we will talk to you soon bye bye